Good news, bad news. Good news. Supreme Court. 5-4 votes for an overturn on Roe v. Wade. We'll explain what that means in just a moment. The bad news is it has been leaked prematurely to the American public, to the world in a way so as to obstruct justice. Today we're going to discuss three reasons why this leak was made. It's a big deal. It's a really, really big deal. Before we get started, I just want to say a few things about the A word. This tweet right here, right there on the screen. A human baby dies during every A word. It's a fact. All the discussion about health care, reproduction, rights, everything has to come back to this right here. The human baby, the person, the fundamental human right is the right to be alive, the right to be born, given to you by God. A doctor can't take it away. Your mother can't take it away. Your father can't take it away. They can try to. They can do it. And that's a grave mortal sin. It's wicked. It's evil. It's a sin that cries out to God. But it is the basic life. If you're not alive, you can't receive any of the other gifts and rights that God gives you as a human person. That's just a fact. Number two. Here's a second tweet. All rights come from God. If it does not come from God, you do not have a right to do it. Let me repeat that. This is basic. I want everyone to memorize this. Engrave this in your mind for conversations in the future. All rights come from God. If it does not come from God, you do not have a right to do it. So, for example, there is never a right to, I don't know, think of something crazy. Uh, Rob Banks. There's never a right to push little children who can't swim into lakes. You can't say there's a right to anything because they don't come from God. And that brings us full circle back to the A word. There are no rights regarding this because they don't come from God. All right. We're going to say our prayer. We're going to start off with the Our Father. We need God to be our Father. That is one of the wonderful things about being a Christian, about being a Catholic, is that we know God not just as a sovereign king, not just as a master or an overlord. We cry out, Our Father. So we're going to cry out to him today. Our Father, Pater Noster, and we'll pray. Oremus nomini Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in Celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in Celo et in Terra. Panum nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos amalo. Amen. 
Nomine Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, let's get into it here. Okay, I see Jim. He's on Facebook. I'm going to bring him in here. I'm going to share his comment here before we get started. He says, the second one, the second tweet is confusing to me. He's talking about this one right here. So let me read it again and I'll explain it once more because I want everybody to understand it. All rights come from God. Okay, so we talk about having rights. Uh, our rights don't come from a politician. Think about that for a second. Because that means they can come and go. Like, what if your leader is Stalin? What happens to your rights? Well, they're just dependent upon him. See, we as Christians, we appeal higher than kings, higher than czars, higher than dictators and fewers. We appeal to God who created the universe and he created human persons, the first two persons being Adam and Eve. Yes, I do believe that. So our rights, which rights include obligations that we have to return, right? They're two-way streets. That's another thing we should probably discuss one day. Our rights come from God. So your right to be born and to be alive and to have food and water and air, these are all rights, those are established not by Stalin or Joe Biden or a Supreme Court or any, anything like that. Congress, the Roman Empire, no. Those rights come from God. Isn't that beautiful? That means no one can take them away from you. They're given to you by God. Okay. People say, I have a right to do the A word. And I'm talking about this over here. How can you say you have a right, a civil right, a political right, if that right doesn't come from God? You're making up a right that doesn't exist. So if a right doesn't come from God, you don't have a right to do it. Another one would be, um, I have a right to worship Satan. Now, your country may say you have a right to do that, but that doesn't mean that you do. See, countries can create bad laws, bad rights, things that are not in conformity with reality. But no one has a right. Like God never gave you the right to worship Satan. He gave you the freedom. Freedoms and rights are different. different. We need to understand that. God gave you the freedom to do all kinds of horrible sins. God gave freedom to Adolf Hitler to do all kinds of horrible things and Joseph Stalin and Chairman Mao. He gave them freedom. They didn't have the right to do those things. So we're talking about here rights and rights come from God. And if they don't come from God, you don't have a right to do it. So when you hear reproductive rights or rights to do the A word, no rights come from God. And a lot of these people are atheists, agnostics, they don't even believe in God. How do they even have the idea of rights? They are robbing our intellectual tradition. They're robbing our vocabulary to do something wicked, and we should not let them do that. This is where you learn philosophy and logic and rhetoric and how to deal with these people who are pillaging and robbing our Christian worldview and using it for evil and for wickedness. 
By the way, just a short plug here. We are opening up summer enrollment at the New St. Thomas Institute. The New St. Thomas Institute is where I offer online courses. If you'd like to take online courses with me, you can sign up right now at newstthomas.com. newstthomas.com. You can take online courses with me. And uh, one of the most popular courses, let me see if I can share it real quick. Here it is. Is our the great Roman rite in the Latin Mass. How to pray in Latin, traditional Latin Mass, traditional Latin Mass walkthrough, history of the Roman rites, a review and a final exam. All that's there. There's also courses on the Old Testament, the New Testament, philosophy, apologetics, how to defend the faith, what are rights, uh, what are obligations, what are virtues, uh, what are the seven virtues, how do they integrate into morality, all those things we cover over at New St. Thomas Institute. Check it out. Sign up for summer enrollment now before it's closed. Go to newstthomas.com. Enrollment is currently open to limited spaces. So if you want to do that, go for it. All right. What happened? I hope that helps you, Jim. Hope that helps you. Okay. What happened? The Supreme Court had a position paper leaked. It was leaked last night, Monday evening. Politico published a leak of what appeared to be a draft of a five to four five justices to four justices, majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito, Dobbs versus Jackson's Jackson Women's Health Organization, which is about a Mississippi law banning the A-word at 15 weeks. The opinion, and it is real, it's been confirmed today that it was a real opinion, indicated the justice had voted 5-4 to finally overturn the 1973 ruling that required all 50 United States to allow legal abortion, as well as overturning the 1992 Planned Parenthood, sorry, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, which also reformed man my tongue is let me take a little sip of hot tea i'm gonna back up it revealed overturning the 1973 planned parenthood sorry roe versus wade and the 1992 planned parenthood versus casey which also reaffirmed roe v wade this is amazing when I first heard about it, my wife said, did you see the news? I said, no. She said, check it out. I couldn't believe it. I was I was like, am I dreaming? What is going on? How is this even possible? And then the next question, how was this leaked prematurely? Well, this morning it has been affirmed that it is legit. And it is sending tsunamis, earthquakes, shockwaves, Throughout the world. All you got to do is go on Twitter, Facebook, especially those on the left are freaking out. They are losing their mind, as you might expect. To them, this is 
their high sacrament. To them, the, here's the scare quotes, right to kill their unborn baby is symbolic for all of their immorality. It's sad, and it's not a right. This morning, Justice Roberts confirmed the authenticity of Draft Dobbs' opinion, saying it doesn't represent anyone's final position, and that's what concerns me. He has directed Supreme Court Marshall to investigate. The work of the court will not be affected in any way. End quote. Now, who did this? I mean, this is treasonous. This is inserting yourself, leaking important information to the public to create a frenzy. To create, I'm talking about, I mean, these justices, the Supreme Court justices, are going to be bullied. They're going to be threatened. There's going to be all kinds of problems. And so that's today's show, is why were these documents leaked? And I'm going to give you three reasons. The first, I just mentioned it. It's a 5-4 decision. You need one justice to flip. Flip it. And they're going to be bullied. They are going to be bullied. Check out this article right here. The only reason, this is from the Federalist, the only reason, now I disagree, it's not the only reason. I'd say the prime reason, but this article says, the only reason to leak that SCOTUS opinion is to bully justices into submission. The Supreme Court will overturn the landmark decision of Roe v. Wade in June, Politico reported Monday night. Why was it leaked? To create total chaos. To make one of the justices flip. This is intimidation. This is not allowing the court to operate as a court. What it's doing is it is bringing public opinion, the ability to bully, threaten, and intimidate upon the court. And that's wrong. This process should have been left to run its course. And now we have social media peeking in. And they're, are they going to change their algorithms? Are they going to change the way they express information? Yes. The news, the politicians, is this going to affect, this is going to get to the third point. Is this going to affect the way that they campaign? Yes. All of this has perverted and inverted the judicial, judicial process. It's shameful. We need to find who did this. We need to find who leaked this information. And there needs to be a heavy penalty for this. This cannot be tolerated in a just society. Okay, so for the first reason is, to bully the justices and to get one to flip before June. That's a month away. Number two, the second reason, perhaps, is we've come off of the COVID uh, wave. 
and lots of information. There's a data dump of negative medical information coming out from the, I'm going to say it incorrectly, the PFIZZER Corporation. I think it's hilarious. I say PFIZZER all the time, you know, uh, and people in the comments actually correct me that that's not how you're supposed to say it. I know I'm not supposed to say it that way. But we're on social media platforms, so I have to say things a certain way. So there is negative information about the economy, about inflation, about housing prices. Uh, the, uh, the people are no longer taking uh, the bait on this whole Ukrainian Lies are coming out or being revealed by that. So between the PFIZZER and the other data dumps coming out, we need a distraction. And what is more distracting than just the American people debating, raging, praying, dialoguing over the A word? It gets everybody riled up and gets their attention. But number three, and I really think this is the, well, number one to bully one of the justices to flip. But I think number three, I think a conversation happened in the Oval Office that went kind of like this. Joe Biden's there. He's licking his ice cream cone. Oh, man, the economy's so bad. Infiltration and housing prices. And, you know, the, my ratings are in the are in the hole and the Democrats aren't doing good. Are we going to lose the House? Are we going to lose the Senate? Everything's looking so horrible. What are we going to do? And one of their consultants said, we need to create a American hysteria, kind of like the whole what happened during George Floyd. We need to do that. And we need to solidify the leftist Democratic base and get them riled up so that they will come out to the polls no matter what. So what we're going to do is we're going to tease out you're going to lose your right to the A word and use this opportunity to not only bully the justices. See, at first when I heard this, I said, is this even legit or is it fake? Because what I think they could do here is they could create momentum going into the midterms to get all the liberals to show up in the polls. But it actually, it is legit. So there might be getting two birds with one stone. Manipulate and flip a justice and also create liberal democratic momentum to stir up and excite their base to come out and vote and hopefully not win or not lose so many House seats and Senate seats in the midterm elections. By the way, the midterm elections are November 8th, 2022. So campaign, campaign season is about to fire up. And what are people in America thinking right now? They're thinking, my savings is getting eaten up by infl inflation. My grocery bill is going up because of inflation. When I fill up my car every week, the gasoline prices are hurting and killing me. They're thinking, man, I really would like to take the kids on a vacation. But wow, now, you know, driving to, name a state, Florida, the beach, that's going to be really expensive. So there's economic uncertainty. The optimism that we had 
four, three years ago is gone. It's all got out of the balloon. You also have people growing cool on the whole NATO-Ukraine thing. And more and more suspicious stuff about Hunter, Ukrainian connections. Apparently, their famous jet Ukrainian jet fighter, the Ukrainian, what was it? The ghost or whatever. Tell me in the comments, what was it? That was actually fake. It wasn't even a real thing. Some of the video footage of the bombings of Kiev were actually video games. They recorded video games and they were playing those on the news. Housing prices are going through the roof right now. People can't afford housing. People have questions about COVID. People have uh, injuries, especially related to the heart. People are nervous about that. They said, well, man, every it's not like everybody dropped like flies. We have the same amount of deaths related to viruses that we have in the last two to three, four years. So virus-related deaths did not go up, but yet we all got this this treatment that we were told that we just had to do it to get back to normal. And now it seems that A, it didn't protect us from the virus. And, and B, it seems that people now have injuries from it. So the Democrats have nothing going into the midterms. They have everything to lose. They have nothing to campaign on. It's just been failure. So what do they need? They need to somehow scare their base. They're going to lose their sacrament, their A-word sacrament, and stir them up. So those are three reasons. If you came in late, first one, to bully. It's a 5-4 decision to bully one justice to flip. If that happens, weeping and gnashing. You gotta, guys got to start praying the rosary, fasting on Fridays. Don't eat meat on Fridays. Let's be real Catholics here. Let's be Christians. Let's do penance. Let's beg God. For some reason, he's given us this window of mercy. Let us beg God that we do not close the window and draw the drapes. Keep the window open for the Holy Ghost to come in and bring some healing to our country, which we don't deserve, but we desperately need. Number two, to cover up some of the news that's coming out especially about P. Fizzer, and three, to create momentum for the Democratic Party to excite their base, get votes, and not have a bloodbath at the midterms in November of 2022. Those, I believe, are the three reasons why we're seeing this leak. The leak only helps the liberals. It only helps them. It's wrong. It's wrong. I also suspect that we're going to see perhaps riots. We'll definitely see demonstrations, protests. Will we see violence? I don't know. Somewhat peaceful. <laughs> During the whole George Floyd thing, they said this was a somewhat peaceful gathering, meaning there was violence, but we're focusing on the peaceful. Will we see that? I don't know. I don't know. There was a... a very beautiful clip. I wish I had a cue, but I don't. There were some Catholic University students last night who went to pray. I couldn't tell. I, I don't know if they were at the Supreme Court or at the White House. I think they're at the Supreme Court. They are praying the rosary for life. 
and the crowds were screaming at them, shouting at them, keep your rosaries off our ovaries. Keep your rosaries off our ovaries. And these people were rattling the beads, praying the rosary, calling down blessings upon earth, averting curses, making reparation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the Sacred Heart of Jesus for all the innocent blood spilt at Planned Parenthood and all these mills across the United States of America. We don't deserve this blessing, but we can pray for it. We can beg for it. We need it. We need it. I think I'll take a couple questions before I, I uh, sign off here. Uh, let's see, there's quite a few of you. There's a set over 1,700 today, and I'll just pause. If you have a question, just make sure you put a question in your comment. I am live streaming right now, live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, all three at the same time. And I can see uh, all the different people who are on here right now. I can see you if you're on Twitter, uh, Facebook, or YouTube. So when you write a comment, it'll come into me on my screen, and I need to see a question mark because they're moving so fast. If I don't see that question mark, uh, I don't know if it's a question. So my eyes are able to focus on the on the question mark. Um, Rita, by the way, says smash the like. So yeah, please, if you like this video, hit the like button and give it a thumbs up. I don't think that YouTube or Twitter or Facebook are going to promote this content. So that's kind of up to y'all. So give it a thumbs up. And most importantly, you are my algorithm. Twitter's not going to help me. YouTube's not going to help me. Facebook isn't going to help me. You're going to help me. So you have to share this video. Hit the share button. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. And I thank you. Thank you so much for that. And if you're new and you like this content, please subscribe by hitting the subscribe button and the bell, and you'll be notified whenever I go live. Okay, let's take a few questions. Here we go. How is Pelosi not excommunicated by now? That's a good question. And the reason is, is because uh, Pope Francis Bergoglio endorses her, promotes her, met with her. He says that, you know, Joe Biden is a Catholic in good standing. He should receive the Eucharist every Sunday. So really, remember, culture flows from the altar. That's what we Catholics believe. You see, it's not, it's the church is above the state. The state's not above the church, Right. The supernatural is above the natural. That's why it's called supernatural. So if the Pope or the man wearing the white cassock in Rome saying he's the Pope is telling pro-A politicians, you're an awesome Catholic, receive communion, you're great. That right there is creating the problem. The problem has its origin in Rome, not in Washington, D.C., Uh, Johnny Five gives a super chat. Thank you very much, uh, Johnny Five. And uh, he says, do you see potential for either civil war or national divorce over this issue? Uh, yes, I do. The problem is, I live in Texas. The problem is immigration. I have nothing against legal and safe immigration. I love it. Many, many of my friends are Hispanic. Wonderful. Love them. Hang out. Have dinner. Have birthday parties together. It's fantastic. 
What I don't like is sex trafficking and drug trafficking coming through my southern border in Texas. No one wants to talk about that. Francis doesn't want to talk about it. Biden doesn't want to talk about it. We have horrible organized crime all along our border. Sins against humanity. Sex trafficking of, trafficking of children. Drug trafficking, bringing in fentanyl, which is killing our teenagers and killing our college kids. All that's happening. And why? Because the Democrats want to bring them in and they want to flip Texas from being red Republican to blue Democrats. So they get all those electoral votes and then they'll never be a conservative president again. That's what they want. That's what they want. So the Democrats are quickly trying to convert red states into blue states. And the only way we would ever have civil war or a national divorce is if states can hold their integrity. So. That's related to that. I think if, if states can hold their integrity, yes, there could be a national divorce over this issue. But if states get whittled away through immigration, and also another thing that the Democrats do is they want to change what's taught in the schools, especially what's ta taught in Texas schools and in Florida schools, because if they can teach the children, don't listen to your Catholic, conservative, Christian, evangelical parents. Listen to us. Listen to this music. Watch these shows, watch these movies. They can take our children and turn them into crazy liberal people who will then vote for them, you see. So they're trying to uh, de-establish the conservative strength in states like Texas and Florida by immigration and attacking the schools to brainwash the kids for the next generation of voters when they turn 18. Thank you for that super chat, Johnny Five. And I will try to preference super chats. All right, looking for some more questions here. Again, please leave a question mark in your question so that I know it is a question. And if you're asking me personal information, I'm probably not going to answer it. Now's not the time. Uh, Sean, can the Pope be refused communion? Uh, I suppose. Well, here's what would happen. I did a show about this last week, and I just so happen to have it right here next to me. Saint Robert Bellarmine, doctrine of the Church, gives us a process by which to depose a Pope if a if there is suspicion of heresy or if he were an incorrigible tyrant. We need the cardinals of the church to begin to move against Francis because he has taught heresy in public and he has performed incorrigible tyranny. For example, restricting the traditional Latin mass and persecuting traditionalists. That's tyrannical. Also imposing corrupt hierarchs upon the church. All this needs to be addressed. We need brave, strong, prudent cardinals to begin the process set down by Robert Bellarmine. If they went through the process and it was shown that a pope had removed himself from the papacy by manifest heresy, he would no longer be pope. He could be judged by the church. And then, of course, if he didn't repent, he could, of course, be refused communion. So that's how it would go down. It's not just something that happens in a weekend. Good question, though. Any more questions? I'll take a couple more. Is Civil War coming? I, I covered that, I think. Oh, here we go. Has any cardinal, Mary on Facebook says, has any cardinal stepped forward to investigate the papacy? No, 
Not that I know of. Cardinal Burke, Cardinal Brandmuller, and the two others who have passed away, Cardinals, did issue a formal dubia, which was a formal statement looking for clarification on the Amoris Laetitia document for communion for those who are having sex but aren't actually married and absolution. He, they were never answered, and that was years ago. Um, but any formal investigation or movement, as far as I know, has not happened. Uh, here we go. Jason Bolt. He's on YouTube. Is there anything under canon law that the lady can do against the clerical hierarchy? Yes, you can, according to Canon 212 in the Code of Canon Law, you can express your concerns to the hierarchy. And you can't get in trouble for that. That's what I do on this podcast. Uh, I'm not stirring up animosity, hatred, disobedience. I've never done that and I never will do it. And I don't want y'all to do that. But we can voice our concern. What we think is the right outcome. We can make suggestions. We can do all those things. In fact, Francis is starting this whole synod of synodality wanting us to do it. So yes, voice your concerns. And you can do that by letter and in person. In person is always better. Although bishops have gotten pretty good of, of, at avoiding people. So I do encourage you to write letters. Just know that after your letter is read, it will probably be thrown into the filing cabinet that is round and looks like this. Just FYI, but don't let that stop you. And then the most important thing you can do is the great Catholic migration. That is, you migrate your money and you migrate your body to greener pastures. You go to traditional parishes that are not modernistic, you go to the traditional Latin Mass, you support your efforts, your time, your money in those places, and you give in such a way so as not to give your money to a diocesan slush fund. Sadly, 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 some bishops only know two currencies, only know or only respond to two things. Money lack thereof, and public shame. They don't want their name in a newspaper or tweeted around for something shameful. The love of souls, the salvation of souls, sometimes does not motivate. So if you can withdraw your money and your person from their shenanigans, you are making a very big statement. And that's what I recommend you do, Jason. All right, I saw another super chat come in here. Hopefully I can find it. Here it is. JS, do you think Francis is better Pope than Paul VI? Honest question since your last comments on that matter. No, I think Francis is the worst of all time. I've said that. Can't hide it. I've said it. Uh, here's a good one. Zenny says, Dr. Marshall, any chance you will do an audio book of your St. George books? I work and, and craft most of the time. Yes, I actually was wanting to do that during Lent, and I ended up writing a whole new book that I'll be announcing very soon. It's finished. I finished it last week. I'm doing edits this week. Um, but yes, I do want to get into the studio, and I want to record Sword and Serpent and uh, the other two books in the trilogy, 
So thank you for, for voicing that. Jan, so how do you give? I'm not going to give details, but I give very specifically. I will never, ever put one quarter into a diocesan slush fund. The diocesan appeal, the bishop's appeal, never, no way. It's a slush fund with no accountability whatsoever. They don't have to tell you what they do with that money. They could have they could go on vacation and drink apple teenies. They could pay lawyers to have to fix their problems. Or they could use the money to feed the poor, which would be great, or evangelize people who don't know Jesus Christ. That'd be great too. They don't have to tell you what they do with it. So I never ever give to slush funds. Nope. You give very specific. You find the one or two seminaries and you give money directly to that seminary. Or a young man you know who has a vocation, who you know personally and believe in him, and he's a holy man, he wants to be a priest, you help support him in his seminary journey. That way you know exactly where every dollar's going and you know the outcome, you know the person, you know the man. Same thing with convents. There are some convents and monasteries that we support, but I know the names of people there. I know who the superiors are. I've done some research. It also is great if they'll offer prayers for you, masses for you. You see, it's kind of like with money, you know, you can you can just throw your money into like fast food, but you're getting junk out of it. Or you can be very careful and learn about the finest cuts of meat and the best vegetables for you and learn about nutrition and avoid certain things. And you can be healthy. I think the same thing in giving in the Catholic Church. Is it harder? Does it require more work to give intentionally? Yes. Do you reap more rewards? Do you feel better knowing who you're helping and what's happening? Same thing with pro-life work. Don't just write a check into a pro-life slush fund. Find a local pro-life group that's doing work that you can see. You can meet the young single mothers. You can see their babies. Give to them. That's what we do. And that's what I think. Again, I'm a dad with a webcam. Don't do anything because Taylor Marshall said so. Do your own research, but that's my advice. Okay, I saw another, another super chat. Here we go. This is from Jerry Pollock. Wow, 25. Thanks, Jerry. Very uh, generous of you. Can one be an objective schism without taking on the sin of schism, having full knowledge of what one's doing? So here's a scenario. Um, let's say you're a 17-year-old illiterate girl in Germany in 1538. How about that for a scenario? And uh, your local archduke or duke or wherever you are in Germany, he's decided he's a Lutheran and we're going to be Lutheran in our area. And so the next week when you show up to church, the Virgin Mary statue has been destroyed and uh, they're doing some Lutheran services there and you don't know what's going on. Uh, that girl is in, a, in an objective state of schism, right? Lutheranism has been forced upon her. She doesn't even maybe know exactly what's going on. Has she committed the sin of schism? I don't think so. She dies uh, three weeks later. I don't think Christ is going to look her in the eyes and say, you schismatic. So I think that's an example, perhaps, 
um, of being an objective schism without having the sin of schism. Hope that helps. Um, appreciate your your question and your super chat. I like to see people making recommendations in of where they give their money. I'm seeing that right now. I would just tell all of you, don't just do it because Taylor Marshall said something or you saw it in a in a live chat on the Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast. You honestly need to do research and get to know actual people, maybe even go to that monastery, that seminary, take a tour and then say, yeah, this is a place I see the fruit. Remember, Jesus gave us this wonderful principle. You know a tree by its fruit. You know, look at a place like Chicago, Cardinal Soupage. What's the fruit there? Okay, so now you know. Look at New York City. What's the fruit there? Okay, now you know. Do you want to invest in that tree? I don't. I want to find another tree where there's fruit that's tasty. Red apples, you know, orange oranges, fresh fruit, things that are nutritious. I want to invest in that. Do your own research. All right, I'm going to do one more question before we sign off. Of course, yeah, food for the poor. Uh, it's one of the things that we do is just straight up donations to make meals. And I know how much of every dollar goes to a meal. I've done the research. And so I know if I give this amount of money, it's going to translate into this amount of meals for hungry people, kids or homeless people. And so I know it's not a slush fund. I actually had to work the numbers and figure that out. Uh, yes, no money to Catholic Charities. I don't do that. Not to CRC. Go see uh, Michael Hitchborn's latest video that came out yesterday where he so shows all the money going to liberal pro-A groups through the Catholic Charities CRC stuff. It's just, I mean, I haven't checked all my of Hitchborn's data, but if what Hitchborn is saying is true... I just don't see how we Catholics can donate to that. Uh, same thing with Peter's Pence. I just don't see um, how we can do that. Okay, final question here is a super chat from Maddie. And she says, who's your favorite obscure saint? St. Longinus and St. Augustine of Canterbury are my favorites. So good. Yeah, St. Longinus is the name of the centurion who stabbed and broke open the side on the right side of our Lord Jesus Christ on the crucifix and St. Augustine of Canterbury. He's not very obscure, but he's the apostle of England. Obscure saints. Um, hmm. Well, that's a really, really tough one. You know, I like the, uh, the 12 apostles of Ireland. I was just talking to Father Nix about them. They're pretty cool, like St. Columbanus and those guys. Uh, you know, there's St. Patrick, and then there's St. Finian, and then under St. Finian, there are these 12 apostles, and they evangelized all over England and even on the continent, France. Some of them got down to Switzerland and even into Italy, uh, these Irish monks. Uh, I think that's those those 12 saints of Ireland are, are pretty obscure, and I like them. Let's see if there's any other super obscure saint. Oh, my son Jude is getting confirmed at Pentecost, and he chose the saint Hubert, Saint Hubert or Hubertus, and Saint Hubertus is the patron saint of metalworking and hunting. And uh, my son is a big fan of hunting, and I guess metalworking too. So he his confirmation saint is going to be Saint Hubertus. So that's pretty obscure. 
And I think that's pretty cool. All right, I'm going to sign off there. We'll pray a Hail Mary together. Oremus nomini Patris et Filii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, or prenobis peccatoribus, nunc retor mortis nostre. Amen. And for all the good things in our life, thanking God, we pray, Gloria Patri et Filio, Spiritui Sancto, sicuterat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. Almighty God and gracious Father, we pray for our country, the United States of America, and for our Supreme Court. We earnestly beg through the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the Sacred Heart of Jesus, your Son, that Roe v. Wade would be overturned and that babies would have the right to life and to birth. We pray this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Holy martyrs, pray for us. Holy popes, pray for us. Nomine Patris et Fidi, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, friends, thanks for watching. And make sure that you are praying the rosary every day. If you don't pray the rosary, you're not on the team. If you like this video, give it a thumbs up, like. And share it on Facebook or Twitter. I appreciate all the shares, always. And if you like this channel and you're new, please hit the subscribe button. And when you subscribe, you'll be notified every time I go live. I try to go live three to four times per week. So hit the subscribe button and hit the bell and you'll receive a little notice. By the way, if you're using an Android or iPhone, make sure you turn notifications on or you won't get those notifications. All right, till next time. Remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless. Godspeed. Thanks for listening to, to the Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast. And pray for our Supreme Court and that justice would be done.